What is up, people? Actually, wait, this is WrestleMania weekend. We we need more than just the normal intro. As the old saying goes, welcome to the jungle, we got fun and games. What is up, people? This is The Attack. I am yours truly, Sean Williams, with, of course, the Sergeant-in-Arms and, well, soon-to-be Road Warrior this week, Mr. J.P. Mayor. J.P., we we are at that holiest of times. WrestleMania week. the most wonderful time of the year. It does not get sweeter than that. Nope. So, this this week's show, like I said, the big season finale. Really, I'm just doing this so I can start all, all over again on keeping track of the number of episodes. But there's no better way to have a quote-unquote season finale than WrestleMania. So, this week we're doing things a little different. This whole episode is going to be dedicated to the our predictions for both WrestleMania and for NXT TakeOver New York. And as, as we've been doing the last several episodes, we, we will have our WrestleMania moment segment, which this week, even though it's now April, Mar- of course last month was March Madness, so today on this episode, JP and I will each be doing our own kind of Final Four, which, which will be covering our top four WrestleMania main events. Yes. But before we break down, start breaking down the cards of both shows, everybody, I'm sure, saw the tweet uh, of Tommaso Ciampa giving a, talking about his doctor's prognosis, saying that his even when he's recovered, his time is limited in the ring. So, JP, you and I talked about this before the show. You said we, you wanted to discuss this on the show, so give me your two cents on this. I'm not saying this in a in a mean way. Tomas Champa, retire. Interesting. You have had this is your third or fourth major surgery in the last couple of years. Does it suck? You had a limited time on the main roster. Yes, but you're. Fucking with your life now. Especially when you consider that reportedly, what before he had gotten the surgery, it was so bad that if he had an, another hard blow to the head or or neck, would have been a high risk of paralysis. Alleg- report allegedly. 
paralysis is not something to fuck with. Like, if if you want to come back in a year, then do like a final tour, but like don't like don't kill yourself because of because for wrestling like. Yeah, I mean, most the truth is most injuries are simpler to bounce back from, but a neck injury is something a lot more difficult to bounce back. Yeah. And with, considering the amount of neck surgeries that he has had, as you've mentioned, that even if you're going to make a comeback, take your time. I mean, don't Absolutely. don't rush back into the ring. Because, I mean, hell, look at Edge. I mean, who knows what would have happened if he'd stayed longer than he did. Yeah, absolutely. And don't get, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a huge fan of Tommaso Ciampa. As am I. The guy is a cyborg. He's a beast. He's been hands down the best heel champion NXT has had probably ever. But... You're right. Nothing, not even this business, is worth your life. I mean, you want to know? You know, you want another bad case scenario? Look what happened to Darren Drozdov. Yeah. That still remains an infamy. What happened to him and how he's still in a chair to this day. Well, in the same sense, so that was a freak accident. That was a freak accident, but at the same time, something like that could easily happen. I mean, not a pile driver, but. Something, some bat, wrong bump or a blow to the head, that could still be a high risk for Tommaso Ciampa. Absolutely. So I definitely get what you're saying on that. That just walk away while you still can. But also, I. But again, I also think that, like I said, don't if you do ha- have to come back, or if you truly have a desire to, don't rush things. Take as long as you need to to make sure that you're strong enough. Yeah, like, just don't do anything you're going to live to regret. Right. Why do you think Paige decided to call it a career when she did? She didn't want to end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. But before, one more thing before we get into uh, the rest of this show. I feel this was... This was kind of deserving to bring up. Damn, that's catchy. But... Of course, big congratulations to Brutus the Barber Beefcake for being the final entry into the Hall of Fame. God, you want to talk about a guy who's lucky to be alive. I mean, we all know his story. I mean, by all rights, that parasailing accident should have ki- would have killed anybody else. Now, I actually have a problem with Beefcake going in. Yeah. You're in New Jersey, the home of Bam Bam Bigelow. 
Bam Bam Bigelow, who main evented a WrestleMania. Bam Bam Bigelow, who who had more meaningful matches in the WWF. I think Bigelow should have gone in before before Beefcake. I get what you're saying on that one, and you're right. It would have been fitting if they did that. But I think I think every year we, I think we talk about somebody who got in that should have, or that didn't get in, and saying that if the, one of the pr- people who did get in got in, then why, then why weren't they? I mean, we argue about guys like Drew Carey or Pete Rose, Trump, all who got in the Hall of Fame, and yet we have several people who are more deserving who still aren't in it. But, you know, I I don't have a terrible... I don't have a tremendous issue with Beefcake being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, hell, truthfully, his WWF career was a hell of a lot better than his WCW career. Well, that's for sure. I mean, that was just bad gimmick after bad gimmick in WCW. The booty man, for God's sake. With the booty babe. Don't forget the booty babe. I mean, and the whole getup, it's like, where did he get that? At the Midnight Rockers garage sale? Yes, I used an AWA reference with that one. The Salvation Army. More like something the Salvation Army puked up. Hey. But, you know, who knows where he could have gone in WWF slash WWE if that accident had never happened. Absolutely. I mean, before that parasailing accident, they were pegging to have him and Mr. Perfect have a rematch at SummerSlam, and he was going to take the Intercontinental title, finally. But then they, but of course the accident happened, they had to come up with a replacement, which later ended up being Kerry Von Erich. But, you know, and you want to talk about something that's hard, hard to bounce back from, not just for him, but people were having a hard time wanting to get in the ring with him because they were worried that they would, they were worried about um, him getting hurt after he had the surgery and his face was repaired. Do you blame him? No, I don't blame him at all. I mean, for I mean the first couple of, I mean for like weeks, <laughs> I remember Bruce Pritchard talking about it on something to wrestle that for the first couple of days, even weeks, it was just a matter of people wondering if he would even make it through the night. I mean, his face wasn't just broken. It was shattered. It was basically shattered into dust. And there is literally... It's nothing short of a miracle that he survived that. Yeah. Like I said, anybody else would have died from that. And it's one of those things that I give Hulk Hogan credit for that a lot of it, he put a lot of his own money into helping him into helping him recover and make the medical payments everything yeah just kind of showed how close those two were at that time 
I don't know what their relationship is like nowadays, but it's de- I mean, those two were as it, close to brothers it, as it gets. It, it's better. It, okay. But yeah, back then, those two were basically inseparable. But, you know, con- but massive congratulations go go to him. And that, that's actually one speech I'm looking forward to hearing. But with that being said, you know what? Let's let's take a quick break because we got a long stretch with doing these predictions. So we'll be right back after this. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Glenn Thomas from the Wrestling Marks of Excellence. You're listening to The Shark Attack with Sean Williams and J.P. Meyer. That was a big shout out to Glenn Thomas and the rest of the crew at the Wrestling Marks of Excellence. Make sure you guys check out check out their podcast. And with and yeah, he, he goes with the more sophisticated uh, name for JP. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, I know, but eh, could, hey, you're talking to a guy who's lived his whole life with people mis- mispronouncing my name. Like, who the hell names their kids seen for God's sake? Morons. Yep, they. They join, they're on a short, they're on a long list of people I wish I could sucker punch. But with that being said, let's break it down. WrestleMania weekend, and of course, first things first, we got Friday night, NXT TakeOver New York. So JP, for the, let's begin. Start, hit me with the first match. Alright, all the matches are going to be title matches. First one, Fatal 4-Way for the NXT Women's Championship could possibly be a ladder match. It has not been officially announced as one yet, though. Champion, Shayna Baszler, Challengers, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Zane. You know, this is a tough one. The only one I'm sure about is that Shayna Baszler's not walking out as the champion. I think Yo Shirai is it's too soon. I think that um Let's see. I I mean Kyrie saying we've already seen her as the champion. I feel like Bianca Belair has unfinished business. So, you know what? I'm going to pick Bianca Belair. Same Going with her to become the new champion. I mean, let let's all let's face facts. When Shayna Baszler beat Bianca, she barely got by the skin of her teeth. Yeah. So I I think she may no longer be undefeated, but you're gonna have I think at this point Shayna's gonna have to kill her to stop her from taking that belt. And I hope that when she does take that belt, she take she goes right to Sam Roberts' face and shoves that belt right down his fucking throat. And yes, I put that guy on the same low level as I would put Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. That's one of the commandments on this show, people. That's commandment number one. 
Mostly because... Why that one? Because it would sound a little too sadistic to say it's okay to put Dave, people like Dave Meltzer or Sam Roberts in a giant meat grinder. Yes. We do not condone that here. No. Alright, so, we both agree Shane, that, uh... I think we both agree, one, Shayna Baszler's not retaining the belt, but also we th- both think Bianca Belair is going to walk out the new champ. Correct. All right, next match. Match number two, a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Champion, Velveteen Dream, challenger, Matt Riddle. You know, this is a tough one for me. In fact, I think of all the matches, this is probably the hardest one. I can see Matt Riddle winning the belt, but if you're not moving up Velveteen Dream, then you realize you're going to have somebody who has yet to have a successful title defense as North American champ. So that's where I kind of have the issue. Ricochet defended the North American title. I thought that Velveteen Dream was saying how no one has had a no one has ever been able to defend that belt. I'm going to say Cole defended it. Ricochet defended it. I thought the first time... Well, when Adam Cole was the North American champion and his title defense was against Ricochet, he lost. Yeah, but he defended it on NXT TV a couple times. Okay. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Successful defense on TakeOver. Now, that one I don't think has actually happened. I don't think anybody's ever had a successful title defense on at TakeOver with that belt. Well, let's find out. Um, Alright, so... Who are you predicting in that match? Uh... God, I told you this was a tough one. Um, you know, I just... I'm probably going to be wrong on this one, but I think I'm going to say Velveteen Dream retains. Yeah, I'm going to go the polar opposite. I'm going to go Matt Riddle. It was a de- it was a tough decision. I think in terms of, I, I went by on the basis of who's more over with me. And I just, I'm, it took a while, but I was finally buying into Velveteen Dream. And I'm kind of hoping he doesn't move up to the main roster because I'm not sure if he's really ready yet. I think he is. I think he's going to go to SmackDown. Just as long as he doesn't end up on Raw. No. But yeah, I'm sticking with that pick, though. Alright, so, next one we got. Alright, match number three. A tag team match. Um, for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Champions, War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. Challengers, Aleister Black and Ricochet, who are pulling double duty that weekend. 
I think this one's the easiest one to pick. Yeah, I don't I don't see Ricochet or Ricochet and Alistair Black winning this one. The War Raiders, who actually, if by my understanding, I believe the War Raiders have yet to be beaten. I do believe you are correct. Because I saw on Instagram it said they were seven and zero. So, I, but yeah, I think Hanson and Rowe are definitely gonna retain. And gotta sh- give a shout out to Hanson. He liked my comment on Instagram where I said this is gonna be tag team warfare at its finest. Yeah, it, this one's painfully obvious. Um, Ricochet and Black are our main roster bound. Basically, they're wrestling on the main card at WrestleMania. So, put two and two together. I was going to say how, um, yeah, Ricochet and Aleister Black are definitely um, main roster bound. And I know that Ricochet has not held the NXT title, but you know what? I don't think he needs to. Nope. I think everything that he, some guys are just so over that they don't need, they don't need it. And Ricochet's definitely on that list. Alright, so next one. And I think I know which one you're going to talk about, but drop it drop it for everybody. A singles match for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Champion Pete Dunne, who I just want to get this out there right now. As of today, has a 682-day championship reign. He will be at 685 on Friday, defending against Walter. You know how big a fan I am of the Bruiserweight, but... I mean, uh, we've listed the many differences between a guy like him and a guy like Brock Lesnar. One is Pete Dunne actually defends the belt, and he actually shows up. That he does. And I will take any match with Pete Dunne over a match with Brock Lesnar in half a heartbeat. But, um... As much as I'm a fan of Pete Dunne, we're going to get a new champion. Yeah. I don't see Walter losing that match, so... Neither do I. But if you think that feud is going to end with that match, you're kidding yourself. Oh, no. Alright, so, lastly, we got... I believe we got one more title match and one more match for TakeOver, so, JP, break it down. Two out of three falls for the vacant NXT Championship. Challenger, Johnny Gargano. Challenger, Adam Cole. You know, this is not as hard as Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream, but still a hard one. This is definitely a win-win situation, no matter who wins this one, but I'm going with who I think needs this the worst, and it's definitely Johnny Gargano. 
This one's hard. I'm gonna go Adam Cole. Yeah, it, it, look, it's a tough one, and hey, I would, I will still be happy as hell to see Adam Cole as the champion, but I, I just think with Mania Weekend and the momentum Gargano had after he tricked Ciampa and laid him out, and you had the fans just welcoming Gargano back with open arms, and like I said, that moment of Gargano standing tall with the belt, Candice LeRae celebrating with him in the ring. Moments like that are... Moments like that are what that... are what that whole thing is based on. So, you you need that moment. So, that's why I'm saying Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And for me, for Cole... For Cole, he's got he's got the undisputed era with him. Yeah, but two out of three falls, a lot can happen. Yeah. I mean, I could see the undisputed era getting involved. I just don't see them being involved through the whole match. But also, I think you want to keep their interference to a minimum because the whole point of this is to have an undisputed no pun intended here, an undisputed NXT champion. And I, while I said how Ricochet, he, um, how Ricochet uh, didn't need to win the NXT title to get as over as he is, not to say that Johnny Gargano solely needs that, but he needs to have that win the big one moment. Yeah. So that's why I think you need to have Gargano win that match. All right, not bad. So so far we only disagreed on two matches, albeit they were the hardest ones to pick for. Yeah. All right, so that's TakeOver. Now, for the the current 15 match, pay-per-view, WrestleMania. The possibility of the 16th match being Raw Tag Team Championships, The Revival versus Hawkins and Ryder. You know what? I think this, that since WrestleMania is all about history being made, I think we're going to see history be made and see Kurt Hawkins' streak come to an end. I think so. And you know what? Having him and Ryder as tag champs, why the hell not? Yeah, it's not like we haven't seen them as tag champs before, and we know they work well together. They do. So I have no issue with that. Me either. Okay, so, so so far one for one with WrestleMania. Now, that's not even a confirmed match as of right now. There's currently three matches on the pre-show. First being the Cruiserweight Championship match. Champion, Buddy Murphy, 
challenger, the red hot Tony Nice. I'm going Tony Nice. Buddy Murphy's had a good run, but you know what? I said if he was going to lose that belt, it was going to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, I just want to see something here. Buddy Murphy has held the Cruiserweight Championship for 176 days. By the time... By the time Sunday comes about, he'll be tied with Cedric Alexander at um, 181. He would need just 16 more days to pass Neville for longest reign of all time. But... I say the rain dies there. I say new champ, 12th champion in history, Tony Nese. Here's where I'll give credit with 205 Live. They've been making, they've been doing a better job at making stars. Absolutely. I mean, Cedric, Buddy Murphy, now Tony Nice. So they're slowly but surely building up that division. So I do like I said, I mean, and let's not forget, Buddy Murphy was once an, one half of a tag team with in NXT, which that never panned out well for him. But he ended up fine. It ended up working out for the best for him since he joined the Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. Okay, so we're two for two. We both agree on that one. Next one. All right, next one. The WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Now, currently announced, um, Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Zelina Vega, and Nikki Cross. They have said that there will be NXT women in there, but they just have not said who. Well, going by what we got, I'm going to go as far... I'm going to go and say, probably to make up for the fact that she's not sporting the belt, I'm going to say Asuka. Uh, you see, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say somebody that has not been announced. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Um, a sassy southern belt. Lacey Evans. Well, it'd be nice to see her actually do something instead of runway walking for once. Yes. Let's face it, that's getting old real fast. It's like slap somebody. I don't care. Just do something. But, you know... Yeah, it, we We disagreed on that one, but in truth... Battle Royals are kind of trickier. They are. Just like with the men's one, the list of people, um, Braun Strowman, there's two Jamokes from Saturday Night Live, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breach, Jinder Mahal, Noe Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, 
Kalisto, Grand Montalik, Lau, Lindsay Dorado, Boner Dallas, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor Connor, Andrade, Ali, Sean Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, The Hardys, Otis, Tucker, and EC3. See, there are two people that I wouldn't mind, well, one that I wouldn't mind seeing. The other is more just, well, there's no guy that's fallen from grace more than him. The one that I wouldn't mind seeing win is actually Apollo Crews. But the one that I think is, well, most likely it'll probably be him, just so their poor attempt at trying to make him save face because he's fallen from grace so hard is Braun Strowman. I mean, he decimated two jobbers this past week, and nobody cared. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not on the Braun Strowman bandwagon, as much as that pains me to say. I've Yeah, I've fallen off on it, and believe me, I'm not picking him because I, I want to. If I had to pick, I'd rather have a... You know what? Screw it. I'm going with Apollo Crews. And I'm going Ali. Hmm. Interesting choice. But, and you know, I can see why you would say him, just because with how they moved him up from 205 Live in such a short time frame, they, I definitely think they want to do something for him. Exactly. All right. All right. So, so another battle royal. We disagree. Yeah, another battle royal, but again, we said picking those ones are tricky. Alright, now on to the main card. Fatal 4-Way match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Champions, the Usos. Challengers, Ricochet and Aleister Black. The Bar and Nakamura and Rusev. You know, I can't see um, Ricochet and Black losing back-to-back matches for a tag title. So I think this one is the one where they'll come out on top. Agreed. Your champs. Your champs, Black and Ricochet. All right. So, what do we got next? All right. Next match. And I'm just doing this in the order that it's appearing on Wikipedia. Singles match for the WWE Championship. Champion, Daniel Bryan. Challenger, Kofi Kingston. There is no way in hell that you're going to get me to not pick Kofi Kingston for this match. Oh, yeah. And if they... And you know what? I don't... (laughs) Censor me all you want to with this, people, but... If Kofi Kingston loses this match, it will be the most colossal, built-up, fuck-up WWE has ever done. And if you're wondering, what if, what about the women's match if Becky doesn't win? You need a Q-tip? What did I just say? Yeah, Kofi has to win. Look, Daniel Bryan will be fine with a loss. He's already one of the top heels. He'll still be that even when he loses. Plus, if you have him beat Kofi, what's left? Okay, so we we agree on that one. Correct. Fatal 
a four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Champions, Sasha and Bailey. Challengers, Divas of Doom, Beth Phoenix and Natalya. The Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. And Nia Jackson Tamina. I'm going to actually say I think Sasha and Bailey retain. I'm going against you. I'm saying New Champs, Iconics. If I had to pick somebody else, it would definitely be them. I don't see, I don't see Beth Phoenix and Natalya winning, even though Beth Phoenix still looks impressive and still looks like she could kick the living crap out of me. And all due respect to Nia Jackson, Tamina, watching them is painful. Yeah, it's bad. They're just not. I get what they were trying to do, putting them together, but it just isn't good. Alright, so we disagree on that one. Yes, definite disagreement there. Alright, so what do we got for the next one? Alright, we got one-on-one. In his first singles match back, as well as his first singles non-main event match. Roman Reigns taking on the Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre. You know, this, like I said, this killed two birds with one stone. You gave Roman a comeback match and you gave a high-profile match for Drew McIntyre. However, th- even though it, the loss won't hurt Drew, and I think in terms of who needs the victory more, considering this is his comeback, and you got a lot of momentum going on for Roman Reigns, because this crowd still refuses to boo him, which just goes yeah. to sh- just goes to show they're not going to boo somebody who who was fighting a life-threatening illness. Agreed. So with that being said, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns. The big dog will be... Re- it's the big dog's turn to reclaim the yard. Yes. Singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Which we're both excited about. Champion Bobby Lashley. New champion coming up, Finn Balor. There's my pick. <laughs> Demon King rising. Finn is walking out with that belt. There's no way you're going to have him go demon at WrestleMania and have him lose. And we just, I think we both know that his entrance is just going to be something truly epic beyond anything he's ever done when he's done the demon entrance. Oh, absolutely. And guess what? I get to see it live. That's what I'm surprised you didn't piss yourself when you found that news out that it was gonna, he was going to go demon. Oh, there, there definitely a little pee came out. No judgment. But, I mean, come on. This is WrestleMania. This is the biggest stage of of all. Probably one of the biggest moments for Finn's career. He had to... I think even he knew in his heart he had to do that entrance at least once at WrestleMania. And with how creative he is with that, he's going to go all out for it. Oh, yeah. Plus, what, as far as why... Not just because he's going demon is why I'm picking him to beat Bobby Lashley, but 
Why else would you have this rematch take place? Okay. Alright, next match. What do we got? Alright, next match. Uh, singles match for the United States Championship. If he's uh, if he actually competes. As of now, he is champion Samoa Joe, challenger Rey Mysterio. I don't see Joe losing that belt. Me either. All due respect to Ray, I just don't see Samoa Joe losing right now. He's got a lot of momentum going on as the United States champion. Yeah, give him a chance to hold it. Yeah, which, by the way, I'll still say again, him being a, a any kind of champion on the main roster, about damn time. Agreed. All right, so we're both in agreement on that one. Samoa Joe retains. Yes. Next up. Um, one-on-one, um, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. By the way, did you know that AJ Styles got a doggy? Yes, I did. And apparently, as a little side, he also got a new new contract that he signed. Yes. So to anybody thinking that that he's going to go to AEW, that's a nice thought. Here's another one. Shut up. But yeah, eight, I mean, you know, I know some people will say, why not Randy Orton? And I just think there's nothing else for him to prove. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and say AJ Styles. And you see, I'm gonna go reverse you on that one. I'm gonna go Randy Orton. Okay, I gotta hear this. Why Randy Orton? Because he needs a high-profile win right now. Well, AJ hasn't exactly had a win in quite a while either. It comes down to who who wants it more. True, although we've seen AJ put somebody over before and recovered. But, um, yeah, I'm still going to go with AJ Styles. All right, next match. What do we got? All right, next match. Falls count anywhere. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. The one thing that's going to be awesome about this match, and you did say false count anywhere, right? Correct. The one thing that'll be awesome about this match is the ass-whipping that Shane McMahon is going to get by The Miz. Uh, oh, yeah. The Miz is going to beat Shane McMahon so badly he won't be able to have an open casket funeral. And you need another analogy? How about this? He's going to beat him so badly that the next Shane McMahon wannabe 15 years from now is going to feel that pain. Because Shane McMahon has done the one thing that nobody has ever really done to The Miz. He made it personal. Agreed. And on a side note, I'm going to add in a little humor here. Because last week we talked about um, Mustafa Ali getting his name changed to just Ali. Right. It looks, and I just want to say this, this is, a, this is a joke, that the WWE has changed the names of the following people. 
Samoa Joe will now just be Samoa. Alistair Black will now just be Black. EC3 will now just be 3. No Way Jose will be No. And the Big Show will just be Big. Oh, <laughs> no Way Jose just being No. I wish somebody said that just for the idea of him moving up. Yes. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, yeah, I also picked the Miz. There's just nothing to benefit Shane winning the match. Or nothing for us to benefit from having him win. You have the momentum going. You're having the Miz coming up. I mean, he he had to take on all of sanity tonight, for God's sake. Yes. So, and it's false count anywhere, so... It won't be a regular match. It'll be the Miz having every, being able to throw the rule book out the window and just beat Shane within half an inch of his life. Very, very true. All right, so we agree on that one. What do we got next? Next match is Kurt Angle's retirement match. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. You know, I'm get I'm getting really worried about Kurt Angle. The, the closer we get to this match, for the fact that they they ended up pulling the match that w- was going to be him and Ray, and the reports that he's really hurt pretty bad. Kurt, I mean, not Ray. Although Ray is hurt right now, but Kurt's been hurting pretty bad. I don't I don't think he can keep up. I mean, I think he's he literally has one more match in him. And yes, I still don't like the fact that it's Corbin. And let me just say this, it's not just so it's not just the gimmick and everything with with uh, Baron Corbin. It's also the fact that I'm not convinced he be he he'll be able to be careful with Kurt. And you see, I think Corbin will do just fine. I actually have Corbin winning. I'll go with Kurt winning on this one. And I know some people have said most people don't win their retirement their retirement matches. WrestleMania 3, Roddy Piper versus Adrian Adonis. That was technically Piper's retirement match, and he won that. Yeah, but to be fair, Piper didn't retire. Well, I'm just saying figuratively for retirement matches. And that's why I said technically on that one. Down to the final three matches. Next match is No Holds Barred. Uh, Triple H versus Batista. If Triple H loses, he has to retire. Not from his position, from just competing in the ring. Correct. And they also forget the fact that Triple H has never been able to beat Batista. But... I think that's exactly the reason why Triple H is not is not going to lose this match. Agreed. Plus, have Batista win? What the hell for? Like I said, yeah. like Triple I said, H has nothing to lose here. Like I said, with Shane McMahon possibly winning over the Miz, there's nothing for any of us to benefit from that. 
And nothing for the WWE to benefit from. Exactly. So, alright, so we agree on that one. Next match up. Alright, next match. A singles match for the Universal Championship. Champion, Brock. Challenger, Seth Rollins. You know, everybody keeps saying they can't see all three faces winning the big title matches. Truthfully, I say, why the hell not? But I've read reports today that apparently Seth was originally supposed to be the one that get to get laid out by Brock, but Vince, in his senile, deluded mind, changed his mind. And that there's a possibility, even though we typically we know how it usually works, he could still want Seth to, to win. Now, here's the reason why I'm still going to pick Seth Rollins other than my disliking of Tommy Gunn. Is that... I don't think... Is that before Roman had to walk away because of leukemia, I don't think they wanted to give the belt to Brock. They couldn't give it to Braun because he was hurt, apparently. And I don't think when they put the belt back on Brock, I don't think they wanted it long to be long-term. And Seth Rollins is probably Triple H, one of Triple H's, he's definitely one of Triple H's guys. In yeah. fact, he's probably the first pet project that Triple H has really had. And I think he's not disappointed with the results on Seth Rollins either. And I know some people think that Brock will win and then Seth Rollins will win the belt at the next Saudi Arabia show. You sure about that? We thought Roman would beat him at the Saudi show and look what happened. Yeah. So, but in terms of picking Brock Lesnar, I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I'm going to do that. So I'm picking Seth Rollins to take that belt and bring it back home where it belongs. Yeah, I'm just not picking Brock. I think we both agree there's nothing either of us want more than to see Brock Lesnar lose that belt. Oh, yeah. Plus, he hasn't lost at a WrestleMania since the... In well... Yeah, since the infamous cash-in when Seth Rollins cashed in Money in the Bank. And so the way I let me so for those that don't get it, let me paraphrase it like this. At WrestleMania, Seth Rollins will slay the beast, conquer the conqueror, and he'll burn Suplex City to the ground and bury and bury Brock underneath it. Now, the more I'm thinking about it, Seth Seth Rollins has only lost once at WrestleMania. True, and if you and technically, I don't think Brock Lesnar has been pinned since the since his match with Triple H at Mania. Yeah, because at WrestleMania 30, he beat Taker. At 31, he was not pinned. Right. But 32, he beat Dean Ambrose. 33, he beat Goldberg. 34, he beat Roman. Yeah. So come on, the guy's due for a loss at some point. 
to take the L. Yeah, let him actually earn his paycheck for a change. And last but certainly not least. Last but not least, winner takes all. The first ever women's main event in WrestleMania history. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey. SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Challenger Becky Lynch. Well, Ronda apparently is saying she's done after Mania, so we can rule out her winning. And... Again, like I said about Kofi Kingston and why if he if he loses, how big a screw up that is. WWE will screw up royally if they fuck this up with Becky Lynch. And if Charlotte Flair wins, then she is the most entitled, overgrown, spoiled bitch that I've ever seen in my life. Because everything that she's been given, handed to her, all because of her daddy's name. She don't like the fact that ESPN referred to her as the daughter of Ric Flair too fucking bad. Then get out. Because guess what? As long as you're sporting that name, that's all anybody's going to see you as. But I'm going to say that my pick, and I will keep saying it till the end, is the man, the last kicker, the <laughs> just straight-up fire that is... The, the Irish Queen, Becky Lynch. Agreed. And that's partially why I think that if that Sasha and Bailey were retained, is they'll probably is the possibility of them joining in and you're having the four horsewomen standing tall. I could see that. And I wouldn't be opposed to that either. It just kind of remind me of when Eddie Guerrero came in and celebrated with Benoit. Oh, yeah. All right, so there's our picks for WrestleMania and for TakeOver. Now we get to our own Final Four, which it, for this WrestleMania moment. So the way this goes, JP, we'll start at, number, at our ranked number four. I'll give mine, you give yours, and then so on. Got it? I see. I didn't do mine in like any particular order. Well, you could just. Well, all right. Since I gave, since I did mine in order, how about I go first, and then you can lay out yours. In no, okay. Okay. So, number four. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart in the marath in the Iron Man match. Okay. The reason why. The reason why I'm going with that one is because, well, it was two, two great technicians in the ring. At the time, I was more of a fan of Shawn Michaels than I was of Bret Hart. Bret Hart was a good technician, but let's face it, his mic skills were never that great. That they weren't. Number three, Daniel Bryan winning over Batista and Randy Orton to become the champion. Now, I know those of you that know me know how big a fan I am of Daniel Bryan. Probably surprised that I didn't have that one at the top. There, there's reason for that. And that leads me to number two. WrestleMania three. 
Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan. Andre the Giant getting slammed for the first time, beaten for the first time in 15 years. That was the time where Hulk Hogan truly achieved stardom, was he stopped the unstoppable. And the buildup for that match was just fantastic. And JP, I know what you're thinking. If that one's not number one, then what's my number one? Yeah, I'm quite curious. This one, I will. This one is my number one because it was the first WrestleMania that I ever watched. WrestleMania Five, the Mega Powers explode. Macho Man Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan. You had Hogan get busted open. The build-up to that match and the jealousy that brewed between the two was just insane. It was superb storytelling. And I know the WWE, even Bruce Prichard was saying they were kind of skeptic on the idea of turning Savage heel, but it worked. So that's my final four right there. All right, for me, on, like I said, it is no particular order. First one being WrestleMania 8, Hogan versus Sid Justice. Now, you say, why that one? That's the first ever WrestleMania I ever got to order on pay-per-view. Okay, and I can understand that one. I mean, for me with Mania 5, at the time pay-per-view was still in its infancy, and I still had co- I had Coliseum Video at the warehouse, so that's how I checked out that one. Number two, WrestleMania 4. One of my stepfather's friends gave me a videotape with that on there. So, that's why WrestleMania 4 is on there. WrestleMania, the th- my third choice is WrestleMania 29. Now, again, Cena versus Rock Part 2 for the title. Why would you put that on there? It wasn't a good match. I was there live for it. That's why. I actually liked that match. Was it the best match? No. What did I enjoy it? Yes. And then last but certainly not least, you gotta go WrestleMania thirty, Daniel Bryan winning the WWE title. Those are solid picks. One match that I also felt we it almost made the cut was WrestleMania X7, Rock and Austin. The only reason that one didn't make the cut, the finish to me left a bad taste in my mouth. Ah, but you see, while the finish may have left a bad taste in people's mouths, which it did, it's something that nobody ever expected. True, but I just think the turn itself, in a way, kind of tainted what was otherwise... Probably the best match that Austin and Rock have ever had. Yeah. And even Austin himself says one of his biggest regrets in his career was that heel turn. He wanted to turn heel, but even he looks back and admits it it was a fail. I liked his heel turn because you got to see a vicious side of him. 
true, but I didn't like that they had Triple H aligned with him. Yeah. And even Bruce Pritchard was saying when they, him and Conrad were talking about WrestleMania X7 that the original plan was supposed to have been Austin turned heel, but Triple H turned face, feeling like he was dejected by the corporation and Vince because he lost a taker. Yeah. Now that would have made more sense. The two-man power trip thing, to me, didn't work. Not just because Triple H got injured. I didn't like the idea of you had Austin with the belt, and then you had Triple H win the Intercontinental title, which he hadn't held in years. And truthfully, I felt like Triple H had reached a level where that belt was kind of beneath him. Yeah. So I didn't like that at all. But that's the only reason why that match didn't make the cut. But, um, yeah, those were, so those were solid picks on that one. I definitely can't disagree on that one. I mean, I watched a whole bunch of them to kind of make sure that there weren't any that I missed, including Diesel versus Sean. The best part about that uh, that match was uh, Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCartney's dresses. True. Then again, that even whether that even if that match was good, nothing was saving that card. The WWE was in a transitional period, and unfortunately, that was one of the uh, collateral, one of the pieces of collateral damage. It was, and yeah, I know that eventually Brett won the belt back from Diesel, but frankly, I was more entertained by Diesel than I was by Brett. The only problem that Diesel suffered from is he had no competition. And, of course, WrestleMania 10, we, well, we've discussed that one plenty. Really wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling it having Yokozuna wrestle two matches. Yeah, it was just bad. Yeah, and towards the end, I mean, to that point, it's kind of hard to watch Yokozuna in the ring. He just wasn't, he couldn't move as well as he used to. I even watched uh, Taker versus Sid. The only saving grace I took out of that one was Taker finally getting the belt. Again. Well, having a legit title win this time. I know he held it once before when Ric Flair interfered and he beat Hogan for it, but... I don't know. I'm kind of hit or miss when you have two big men collide. Sometimes they can easily backfire. Absolutely. But, um, I, one I think we definitely agree is ne that we never would put in our top four or top ten for that matter. WrestleMania 9. Yeah, no. I think that's one of the, I think that's one of those things that people want to forget ever happened. Just that whole card. Yeah. 
All right, with that being said, going to wrap things up for tonight. So, JP, you're going to be the road warrior this week, driving down Fury Road. Plug what you want, man. Catch me at WWE Access on Friday all day. Catch me at WrestleCon Saturday from 9 to 3. Then catch me in the WrestleMania parking lot E9 for the Square Circle Entertainment uh, tailgate. And then catch me inside at WrestleMania. All right, and oh, you forgot. Let them know. Let them know where where they can find you. And you got anything for an independent point of view? I don't want anybody following me on Twitter right now. Y'all can find me at find me find me at the shows. You can't miss my fat chunky butt. All right. So follow me follow me on Twitter at SeanMissPrime81. Instagram handle for the network is at Sean underscore Williams underscore podcast. And I promise this weekend I'm going to be shortening that again. Because it's too damn long. Um, the Facebook group is The Shark Attack. Later this, this week I'll be doing Variety Bites. Um, this week I'll be talking about um, the announcement that Emily Bett Rickards from Air- Felicity Smoke from Arrow is not going to be in the final season of Arrow, thank God. How the the tickets for Avengers Endgame pretty much caused a meltdown on the internet, including on Fandango. And, side note... Including everywhere. And, side note, I'm going to Avengers. I'm going to Avengers. So am I. So am I. I'm doing opening night for that thing, and I... Because... I, I said, if anybody spoiled anything for me with that movie, I swear to God, I will hunt them down, and I will beat the shit out of them. 9 p.m., I'll be there. Yeah, but, um, so I'll be talking about that, um, talking about how, how the Lakers, when we want them to win, they lose, but when we want them to lose, they, they start winning. And, of course, the... And, of course, LeBron is now out for the rest of the season, so begs the question for the Lakers, now what? Trade Le'Veon Bell. Not uh, LeVar, Le'Veon Bell. Wow. Well, Trade LeVar Ball. Well, technically Lonzo Ball, but, yeah, get rid of all of them. But, um, also, because listened on the Ralph, Ralph Report, they talked about how on, uh, Netflix, they're actually pulling the 007 James Bond movies from the Instant Watch. Which, honestly, what? how can you call yourself a movie streaming service and not have one of the greatest franchises in the history of movies? Shame. Exactly. So, and the reason I bring that up is because I'll be talking about my personal favorite, like, where I stand with the 007 movies, including personal favorites, such as favorite beginning song and favorite, what my favorite um, James Bond movie is. Which, I'll actually say this to you while I'm on the air, JP, is that I, since most of us kind of lean towards the ones we grew up with, I kind of started on the James Bond movies around the time Pierce Brosnan took on the role. Uh, So, GoldenEye is a high favorite for me. Yeah, you can't go wrong. 
given I'm kind of biased because I remember playing the video game on N64 and just having a blast with that. And nothing was better than when you had the cheat codes. You go invisible and invincible, unlimited ammo, all the weapons, and just shoot up everybody. I even threw a landmine. I even threw a remote mine in, a, in the stall where a guard was and then just used the watch and blew him up. I was kind of sadistic in that game. Nice. But hey, video, video game violence does nobody any harm. As long as you're not stupid. Very true. And of course, um, well, actually this week, Thursday in fact, I'll be seeing Shazam finally, and god damn it, I'm going to get it right this time. Shazam. Which I'm hearing a lot of good things about that movie. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Thank you, Gomer. And yes, I knew that was a Gomer Pyle reference. What do you want from me? I'm fucking old. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna be finally seeing that movie and not gonna, don't care if I'm sick or whatever, I'm, I'm seeing that movie even if I have to crawl into that damn theater. And I make this pledge when I do see Avengers Endgame is that I will not have any food or any drink watching that movie. I don't. I am not getting up during one second of that movie. Oh hell no! I don't care if I end up pissing myself in the sea. I'm I'm sitting through that movie. But I truly think JP, this is going to be Marvel's greatest masterpiece. Oh. That, and I don't think any movie this summer is topping this one. No, 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 no. Not by a long time. No, I might actually have to see this movie like five or six times. Oh, yeah, and definitely. Oh, and lastly, that I'll talk about on Variety Bites. I'll talk about a movie that I saw that I was actually wrong about. I was actually wrong about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I'll finally give, and to those that have given me so much flack about it, yes, I finally saw Heathers, and I finally saw Porky's. I will talk about both of those, so now, anybody that gave me hassle over that movie, over those two movies, can finally leave me the hell alone. As you can guess, I got a lot of flack on people saying, you didn't see Heathers? You didn't see Porky's? classics. Yeah, but I'll give my thoughts on those ones on Variety Bites. But in the meantime, people, that's it for this show. Enjoy enjoy WrestleMania and enjoy TakeOver. He's J.P. Mayer. I'm Sean Williams. And people, we out of here. And doing the drum roll, say goodnight, J.P. Goodnight, J.P. He was born perfect. And just like the great white shark, this guy has never had to fall.